0: You're listening to the E-Commerce Excellence Podcast with Joris Brion. Hey, this is Yoris of the E-Commerce Excellence Podcast, and today I'm really excited to talk to Bas Erlings. Um, it's hard to summarize what Bas does in just a few sentences, but uh, I'll give it a try. He's an avid traveler and an entrepreneur, and he calls himself the entrepreneur on flip-flops. Uh, which I really like. Um, He runs a few e-commerce businesses, was the winner of the fastest-growing cross-border e-commerce company in the Netherlands in 2018. Uh, But above all, he's very passionate about running a business without having to sacrifice the joys in your life. And uh, as an example, he traveled around the world for two years whilst running his e-commerce businesses. Um, So for those who want to have their cake and eat it too, um, well, stay tuned because I'm sure you'll learn a lot today. Bas, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here.
1: Yeah, thanks, Joris. Thanks for having me.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, just to get started, um, I'd love for you to tell a bit your story. Um, tell a bit more about your background. How did you get started in e-commerce? How did you end up at this point?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I grew up in the side of the Netherlands, um, and I was 17. I moved to Haarlem uh, for a technical study called Business Engineering. And, um, while I was like finishing the engineering degree, um, I started my first e-commerce, uh, company and actually it wasn't wine. Okay. Um, so this was, uh, maybe 15 years ago. So it was the early days of the internet. I had a business partner and we started very small. There was a wine shop and next to the wine shop, there was a little post office and we installed a printer actually in the wine shop. So people could design their own, uh, label online so you could upload a photo put text on it and then you could ship the bottle of wine with the custom label that was my first internet business actually mm-hmm. but yeah um after that uh, it ended up in a in a little fight with this uh with this business partner and then actually I opened a real brick and mortar store in Utrecht that's a city in um, in uh, in the Netherlands a beautiful city uh, by the way yeah it's a beautiful city definitely okay. Um and yeah, there was a brick and mortar store called toys and Gifts, and uh, mm-hmm. I had a web shop with it as well and Every day I would walk like through the post office from the store because it was in the middle of the centre uh, with all the uh, parcels that were ordered on online mm-hmm. so it was a very um, yeah, it was a very nice period for me and i was yeah, I was still pretty young and Utrecht is a nice city also to uh, drink a few beers at et etc, so that was very nice. Uh, but yeah, after that, uh, the crisis came in 2008 and we had to close the store. And um, I actually moved on with another business partner to build out the original web shop of the, oh. of the brick and mortar store. And we did that, and I built many, many niche web shops as well. Um, like we went into the iPhone accessories, like the cables, earphones, all these kind of stuff, cases. And so I made many niche web. Webshops were that as well, till I had another fight with this business partner and <laughs> that, that ended up in court, so that wasn 't really a oh, nice wow. experience uh-huh. um, so and this low brought me back to my kitchen table and I was still renovating you know, uh, I, I bought a I bought a two floor apartment in Utrecht actually it was uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the in the mid thirties. And I was renovating it myself, so I stripped down the whole place myself, and I built everything myself from like uh, electronics, uh, everything I did myself. So um, I was on the kitchen table in this kind of mess, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't have that much money uh, at the time, so I started over with three hundred euros, and I started importing. Um, yeah, it's called a samurai watch. I don't know if you know it, but it's a kind of like watch with displays, the um, uh, the numbers and big. Uh, LED, um, yeah, numbers on your uh, uh, as a watch. Okay, I started that. I op- opened a niche shop for it as well, and it starts selling. And then, yeah, yeah, I grew that store actually, and I started selling everything and nothing. So I just imported everything I could sell, and then uh, at uh, at some point, it had a lot of traction, and I was selling a lot of stuff. And then I started. I, I rented a little office, uh, hired six. How do you call this trainees? Like when you do an okay, internship. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. But, yeah. So I, and and I had a like uh, a, ping, a ping pong table. Is that a is that an English hmm. word? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. So it was very nice. And uh, from there on, I I grew. A bit more till, um, yeah, till the point this this business was kind of running uh, smoothly and I had a few people working it who could run it and then I st- uh, decided to travel. Yeah, that was my dream. I really wanted to travel before I, uh, I would have uh, kids. So uh, yeah, we took a one-way trip to Moscow and there it started and we traveled around the world for two years. So um, yeah, the, that was my big goal. And uh, after the trip, came back, and nowadays we have three kids. So um, yeah, <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet to sleep anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and but still traveling a little with the kids. Uh, but yeah, the oldest one is getting is, is turning into five in a few months, and then uh, they have to go to school. But uh, yeah. yeah, there are ways to still travel. But uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: <They> <laughs> that's uh, kind up.
1: of my story in a nutshell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah! Wow! Cool! That's, I, I, I love your story because uh, it shows that there's a lot of a lot of things are possible at the same time. I mean, you can you can build your business, you can enjoy life, and uh, that's really great. But before we go on about your story, uh, wh- one of the things that uh, struck me in what you mentioned now is that you have uh, business partners uh, twice, and, and that didn't really end well. I know a lot of people who well. Who might be considering uh, taking a business partner on board, or who have uh, troubles with business partner, or what? What's your experience? Would you would you still do that, um, or is there any advice that you can give to people who, who are thinking uh, about starting something with a business partner?
1: Yeah, well, my I obviously had a few bad experiences with business partners, and it's it's very important that you don't have the same skill set because mm-hmm. then. Uh, you will argue about everything, so you need different skill sets in order to yeah then you have two pieces of the puzzle you can put together. I also always say, uh, never start a business with family or friends because mm-hmm. yeah when it grows it will most of the time it ends up in a fight and after a few years you 're not you're not friends anymore mm-hmm. but yeah it 's obviously hard to to tell because i al- also have some examples from uh, friends who have business partners. they have a great a relationship and also build big businesses together, mm-hmm. but also it's it's the same as a relationship if you're married, you know you have to do yeah. it together, and uh, obviously sometimes you fight, but uh you still have to love each other, but at the end in business that uh most uh, yeah most of the time it ends in a fight and um uh, ending the business or whatever
0: yeah I, I mean I can relate to that I, I used to have a business partner as well, and I think what you're saying about the skill set uh I, I think that's right uh, another thing that i would say is um, and it's hard to to say that I mean or to find out but if you you, you kind of want to have the same level of commitment to the business um, uh, and that's if it, if you're both equally committed to it and really want to make it work yeah. uh, then there's a higher chance of of succeeding with a business partner uh, if you feel like one out of two and that usually is the case one out of two is is less committed to it then it's inevitable, yep. yeah, I, I think it, it'll end up bad.
1: Yeah, um, that's a very good point, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, i one of the business partners and I told him my dream is always to travel around the world and just keep my business running. And when mm-hmm. you were, would be my business partner and I would say that to you, you say, okay, yeah, then <laughs> you cannot travel. I pay you your salary and do nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, right. Yeah.
1: So if you do it 100% for yourself, then uh, yeah, these possi- possibilities are, um, uh, yeah, they're there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you sold um, quite a lot of different kind of products. You had a lot of niche stores. How do you decide which products uh, you're going to sell?
1: Yeah, good question. We started selling a lot of different kind of stuffs in many different categories. And uh, at one point, we obviously were testing 100 new products a month. And yeah, obviously, you, you have a lot of data online. So you have Google Trends, but also you have Yeah, I did also, for instance, on AliExpress, I sorted like the most selling products or uh, you can uh, do some research on Amazon and you have many tools that give you the right data that will show you if there is a market for it and... um, yeah, so we had all these data points, you connect them together, and then we start selling it. And then uh, we would put it on uh, com or Amazon and see if it will sell well on on there as well. And most of it we tested actually on bull.com because it's a small marketplace. It's a bit easier to sell on than Amazon. And once it starts selling, then um, we started doing deals with daily deal sites and auction sites. You know, you know, like Groupon is a, is a, is a, is a big partner. us and we do business with them in eight countries. But there there is a then then we started doing deals there with the products or so best selling on these platforms and then you see that the traction is coming. So yeah. I think at the highest volume month, maybe we did eighty eighty thousand orders uh in that month. And yeah. that's a
0: problem. Yeah. But so uh, when you say you tested a hundred products, that means you actually you put them on ball.com and you see what happens, or do you have other ways of testing whether it's gonna work out or not?
1: We just start with small amounts, just just yeah, we buy a hundred products and maybe between 10 and a hundred each, uh, put them mm-hmm. on, board, see if it, see if it works, try to, try to make some deals with it and then yeah, buy more and sell more. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to the type of entrepreneur you are and the traveling and stuff, and, and <laughs> I promise I won't go into uh, all the countries that you've been, although I'd love to, but this is an e-commerce uh, podcast, so uh, I'd love to talk travel, but that's going to be after the recording, probably. Uh, yeah. What 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 triggers you to become this kind of entrepreneur um, instead of the typical entrepreneur that puts in like a lot of hours?
1: I was maybe fourteen, fifteen years old, and I had a like maybe one or two years that if that a lot of people died. And that made an impression Mm on me. So Mm -hmm. I started thinking, where is this life about? And yeah, the time is limited, what we have on this planet. And why would you even waste that many hours on your work if you will die at the end? (laughs) I mean, yeah, dying dying rich is is even still poor.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I thought I just spend the time, uh, and 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 I I define it for myself that I want to spend as much as time possible with my friends and my family, and then doing adventures with these yeah with these people. So that that is at the end what I was aiming for, um, and, and, and yeah, I think you need a lot of freedom to do that, uh, that you can def- that you can enjoy it the most because yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you also, the generations are so different, you know, you see our parents, they had very different lives than we have and different opportunities and, uh, the mm-hmm. internet opening up so many opportunities and yeah, I took them and, um, and created the freedom I wanted to travel and have adventures with family and friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I really like that because at the age of 14 or 15 um having that kind of realization that's 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 enormous i mean most people uh think about it well <laughs> when they retire or uh are really sick or something else happens in their life uh at a at a, at a later age when they look back at their yeah wasted years in their in their career so that's uh, yeah that's really cool um yeah. so can you tell me a bit uh, uh what 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 businesses you run right now
1: you you mean the current business yeah well yeah we're actually in a kind of um transition right now mm-hmm. because uh i was selling um yeah, many different things and at one point we had more than 2000 SKUs and like an inventory level of uh, around a million a million euros mm-hmm. and i was scratching on my head i thought how <laughs> how am i going to sell all this stuff <laughs> So obviously, that is a big, big problem in e-commerce, I think, if you have uh, this inventory. It's that this inventory management is, is very undervalued and it's very important to have a healthy business. Mm. So, but yeah, some of my energy was also leaking on the products we were selling because I was just simply buying stuff from China and sell it in, in, in Europe for a little more. And mm. I did a technical study and I'm engineer. So I always, yeah, uh, it was my dream to to develop my own product and sell that one all over the world. So right mm-hmm. now actually I'm in the process of building brands um and we started with the first brand uh yeah more than a year ago and it took off very well because yeah we are already best seller in in Germany with it and um uh, it's a bicycle accessory brand okay and I really like that process so so right now I'm making the products better uh, based on the reviews uh, based on our own, own experience and yeah. Uh, in my perfect world, I have a very simple business with three to five products what I sell all over the world, to, and what I can sell to the same customer. So uh, that makes yeah that makes it so much simple because yeah I had at one point I had thirty people here in the office doing around seven million revenue, mm-hmm. but it was so stressful. You know, I always say the best entrepreneurs are the worst managers, and I'm one yeah. of them. You know, I I hate managing people, and and at one point I hired a CEO. I thought okay then I can have more freedom but at the end uh, he yeah he didn't <laughs> do the job that good mm-hmm. so I had to fire him cost a lot of money and and uh, yeah a very st- stressful period to eventually fire everyone literally I oh, wow. I have I've one guy left and he's managing the virtual team right now and and that game I really love it makes me so light and it makes me so feel in control you're so In control running a virtual team because you pay them for what they do and if they're not doing it right you find someone else true i really love that concept
0: yeah you only have to talk to one person and that's it yeah 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 Yeah, Yeah. good thinking uh how did that go i mean downsizing a, a team of 30 people did you do it all at once or was it gradually
1: yeah it was gradually um I, I wish I could do it all at once, but yeah, you know, you have con- running contracts and it obviously costs a lot of money to pay them off. But um, yeah, so um, I just like started firing people and we had our own uh, logistics as well. So there were uh, maybe eight to 10 people working in the warehouse mm-hmm. and we started there to sourcing that out. So that was uh, were the first like 10 people leaving uh, leaving the office and then, yeah, just one by one. Um, I fired them or I gave them other opportunities or uh, give them a chance to leave.
0: Wow, that, that must have been a really hard time.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. It was very stressful. And and that's the reason why I really appreciate this. Yeah, where I'm kind of moving into right now with this virtual team, one guy managing it. And I mean, the biggest lesson is that you need to be flexible but you mm-hmm. need to be flexible to grow, but also to scale down. And maybe that one is even more important than to grow, because everyone can hire people and put a lot of people in an office or or hire them, but hiring is a different skill set you need.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's not an easy skill set to have. Uh, over how many months did that go, uh, that downsizing? Because I'm trying to imagine the day-to-day, like, okay, you're coming into the office, people know that they're going to get fired, probably, I guess so. Uh, that must have been like a really difficult situation that you want to keep as short as possible.
1: Yeah, it it you you want to be that as short as possible, but this whole transition took more than a year. Oh
0: wow! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably the hardest and, year you had. Yeah. At yeah. one
1: point, you know, I'm always on culture. You know, I, I really like when when guys are having fun and and doing nice things in the office and laughing. But yeah, at this point, <laughs> no one was laughing anymore. And and yeah, I mean. That that makes it a little hard to um, yeah to have enough energy to go to the office. So um, yeah.
0: yeah, but yeah, in, in, in a way, I, I mean, you had the end goal in, in mind, and then you just have yep. to yeah uh, go for it. Um, so <laughs> let's go back to the fun part: uh, running a business while traveling. Yeah. What's what's the hardest part of of doing that?
1: Yeah, at the end, it's all about people and trust. Mm-hmm. Uh so so yeah that, that is that is you, you have to trust the people uh what are in the office and uh and, and you need at least one very good guy or manager who runs the business uh that well that you make profit and that you still can pay your salary while you're traveling. Mm-hmm. And that happened. So I was very uh fortunate to to yeah to, to make that happen.
0: Yeah. But, um, so you didn't really have to work every day then because someone was responsible in the office
1: yeah yeah i was traveling on my laptop and yeah obviously i just want to refresh the dashboards and see if the curve is still going up (laughs) Uh um but uh, yeah that is but but, yeah i was i was doing some things obviously uh, while i was traveling but yeah most all the operations was handled um yeah yeah i was not involved in that yeah yeah cool
0: so uh, just on a practical note how, how many hours a day did you or a week did you did you work while traveling
1: yeah but i think it differs me i think when we had like good numbers and good deals running etc then it would work less and if i feel a little bit of pressure to make more revenue then it would work a little more <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> <You know. laughs>
0: yeah i mean <laughs> it's a t- typical it, it depends of course it, it, it's not probably not going to be one average for the two years you were traveling I, I get that um what are the practical things that i'm thinking of like okay so you're you're the boss you what point do you say like hey uh screw this i'm 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 off for two years i'm gonna travel uh people stay behind in the office how do you motivate your team to well keep working because i can imagine for them it's like yeah he's off he's, he's he's traveling he's having fun he's making the money uh, and yeah. and we're here uh, working how do you how do you handle that
1: yeah well i'll tell you two stories by that because i had one guy working for me and he just uh, finished his studies and he was very motivated to run the business and uh, like he had almost no holidays for these two years I was traveling and arranging a lot of stuff. Even he moved the office three times <laughs> while I was traveling <laughs> to other locations. And so that, yeah, he, he was just the best man in, in the business and he was running it mm-hmm. eventually while I was um, away. And I had another guy working for me and he thought the same. He said, oh, what Bass is doing, I could do this as well. You know, he is running a business and traveling. Oh, I want to try that as well. This guy ended up stealing from from me, uh, like products. He took them home and oh. and trying trying to start his own business. And like I had a um, like uh, I, I like someone give me a tip on on, on Facebook from Hey boss, uh, this guy is is living at my place and um, uh, he's uh, trying to sell all your products. <laughs> oh. That this is not good. So yeah, then the whole circus started. You know. Uh, He had to go to the police and fire him and uh, all this kind of stuff while I was in Korea. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I had to call this other guy and tell, are you in this as well? Because yeah, it could be that their boat started for themselves and they thought like, uh, screw (laughs) bat. Yeah, 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 (laughs) good thinking. uh, Yeah, but that wasn't the case. So he helped, he really helped me a lot to settle this down. And uh, yeah, this guy came uh, to the office on Monday with a few boxes and uh, he could leave. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah okay <laughs> it's normal i mean in, in, well that 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 they're stealing that's not normal but i mean uh, if you're away for two years uh, stuff like that can happen and you have to yeah. handle, handle it from a distance but uh, yeah i'm just trying to imagine that moment where you announce it in the company like hey guys i'm 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 going away for two years how did that go Pooh.
1: yeah it was always my dream so i think i was talking about it uh, more often but yeah and that's yeah so this guy he really saw it as an opportunity to and mm-hmm. I, I really i really think that he grew like um a lot in these two years i think he learned the most while i was away because he had to figure it out all himself and yeah uh, i really believe that you then grow um uh, grow grow yeah the best uh yeah i would be there i would say i oh, do it like this do it like that do it but yeah, he just figured it out himself, and and that's why he learned a lot in this in these two years.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You gave him a, a great opportunity uh, to to learn and evolve, and and probably learn more in two years than he would otherwise learn in, in I don't know five years. So that, uh, and, and if he's smart enough to see that opportunity, then yeah, it can end well. Um, so for for people who want to have your lifestyle, want to do this too what would your advice be? Because where do they start? I mean, I can imagine that a lot of people think that it's out of their reach, uh, but it probably isn't. I, I'd say it probably starts with a mindset. Um, but I, I, I've been speaking to a lot of people who were inspired by the four-hour workweek, and yeah. then everyone at the same t- time says like, yeah, it's, it's nice, but it's just, I, I mean, it, it, it's never gonna be a four-hour work week. It's always gonna be a lot of work. Um, I know, where, where do people, what advice would you have for people who want to start this um, this kind of lifestyle?
1: You were mentioning it obviously start with the right mindset. I think you have to think big instead of small. Mm-hmm. Some people think, okay, we start a little small little business and then you could live with it, but you have to think big when you start. Uh, when it would start over again, I would just like figure out what I really wanted to sell or do. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, in my case, it's selling physical products, but it could be anything else on the internet. And then uh, find the expert in in this particular uh, niche or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, and 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 buy a course uh, or go and and do masterminds. You know, I always say when you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. So you need mm-hmm. to find people who are smarter than you, and then learn from them and grow. Uh, and and that's how I did it. Yeah, and a very important thing is that people like they maybe try it besides their their day job mm-hmm. uh, to start a business, and it. I mean, the easiest thing is to give up. Let's be honest. Right. When you yeah. start it, after a few months, ah, it's not working. I give up. But mm-hmm. then, with this mindset, you will never, you will never get there. So it will be hard. It will be tough. You will have maybe no money in your business. Maybe you're losing money in the in the first year or first half year. And it, it it's very tough to to start from scratch and from nothing and build something big. You know, it's very hard. But yeah, if you never give up, you will you even have a bigger chance of getting there than you give
0: up <laughs> yeah no, no true <laughs> uh, i totally agree and, and i mean what's wrong about four hour work week whenever I'm, I'm talking to someone is that people sometimes think like it's going to be like that from the from the beginning no it's probably going to be like a 60 or 80 hour work week at first to end up maybe at a four hour work week uh and uh yeah I mean, it takes a lot of effort to get to that point. Uh, and, and as you say, uh, just keep going and, and uh, yeah, never give up. Um, what's like the biggest mistake you made?
1: It's, it's the biggest mistake I made is, is stepping away from my core values. You know, mm-hmm. I was starting my business and my core value was being a digital nomad and like a kind of free entrepreneur who could travel yeah. all over the world. Uh-huh. And I came back traveling, the business group, pretty quick, like, yeah, we, we, we were the fastest growing cross-border e-commerce uh, company in the Netherlands in 2018. Had 30 people in the office. Then <laughs> while I had that, I thought, okay, is this what I really want? Because, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of headache when you have 30 people to manage. Uh, so uh, it was not part of my core values. So um, what I'm doing right now, building this virtual team, and that is one of my core values because I love to, yeah, travel and have this freedom. Uh, Mm. and run and running the business um so you have to stay very close to your core values and also define them so um yeah i I defined a a little more my core values and and you just have to uh to live uh through these core values you know that you that you that you are sure that you are living uh, with them
0: yeah no, I think that's that's really great advice because it's probably something a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to. They start off with a with a great idea, with a great vision uh, to, well, usually it's about some lifestyle they want. Is it a lot of money, a lot of freedom? Uh, but then f- five years in, they look back and they're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> where am I right now? It's not what I envisioned so many years ago. So I, I think it just, it, it creeps in at some point. You start making, I don't know, uh, yeah, some adjustments to to what you're doing. And at one point, you're way out of, yeah, out of, out of the initial uh, thoughts that you had and, and and the vision that you had. So yeah, I think that's really, really, really great advice. Uh, uh, hey, boss, I, I think this is <laughs> great to, to end with because uh, we uh, could probably go on for hours, uh, but yeah, we're running out of time. Um, and I just wanna make sure that people know how um, they can find you. Um, what's the best place for people uh, to find you?
1: Well, I have a personal page called Burlings.nl. Okay. Um, uh, there, they can find out more about me. But I also run a kind of uh, place for where I sell e courses to sell more on Amazon or Bol.com. called PlazaTalk.nl. Uh, mm-hmm. But my business, where I sell the products, is called Discounts International. And Discounts is with a Q. So you can also go to Discounts with a Q.nl. Okay. And, um, yeah. Okay. And cool. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so uh, you can. Uh, Look me up for Bass Erlings on LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Bas. It's, uh, it's been absolutely great. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. The e-commerce excellence podcast is sponsored by Dexter.agency. We help e-commerce business owners scientifically increase revenue without needing more traffic. Ready to discover a more reliable way to increase conversion and, more importantly, revenue? Register for our free training, The 5 Transformations That Double E-commerce Profits at dexter.agency/webinar